we read Psalm 24, isn't it? We read, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and a pure heart. You know, I was, I was driving yesterday, I was driving towards Bethesda, and um, I was pondering on that, just that portion of Scripture. I was pondering on it and said, how many times do we, when we read it, read it with meaning? You know, at times we, we, we say some things and we quote some things because it becomes a habit. And we can, you can wake us up, you, you'll be woken up and you can recite it. But there's a difference between knowing Psalm 23 and knowing the God that is revealed in Psalm 23. When we read some things in Christ's faith tabernacle, for a number of years we used to recite, um, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. Um, and when we were reading it, we believed it, and we began to eat the best of the land. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And when Apostle says, if you know how to think, you know how to thank. Is, it, is that the way he normally says it? Yes. I should, I should know. <laughs> After a number of years. Now, whenever I look at Christ's faith tabernacle, I mean, some, some of us are privileged to have been in, in Christ's faith for, for a while. And not just a while for the sake of being a while, but because God, when God plants you in a place and you see the transformation, you know, there's a difference. We did not come into Christ with Tabernacle when there was plenty. A lot of us did not. And when we say we don't know our left from our right, don't get it wrong. It's a case of, you know when you believe God simply because you have to believe God? If I put it that way. The belief is more like, you have no choice but to believe anyway. There was, you know, at times there is a difference between I can afford to buy tablets, I can afford to go and buy Panadol or Paracetamol and then heal my headache and I cannot afford to buy it and I need to trust God for healing. You know, there's a difference between those. There, there were those circumstances then that it wasn't, I mean, we're enjoying some warmth today. Um, we don't need to, when we have prayers, vigils, then we don't need to ask people to stand because the only way you want to keep warm is by walking and, and even then your feet will still be frozen. So when I sit back and at times when Apostle says, if you know how to think, you know how to think. I just look at the church and think of where we started from and we think about where we are today. See, the lives of individuals transformed. The other day, we, Apostle was anointing. I was privileged to carry the, the, the anointing oil. And I was watching people coming through. And I saw, I was seeing people who, we all came into Christ with Tabernacle, a lot of us singles. And not only that, I was seeing the children. And I was then seeing children's children. And now, that, that began to, I, I, was, I was thinking, hold their children, but then their children's children. God has been faithful. Yeah. And this morning, I just want to draw our minds and our attention to the fact that God remains ever faithful. Yeah. I don't know what situation it is that you are going to, through as an individual, but the Bible says, whoever, whoever approaches God with a pure heart, when you are faithful, God would be faithful, certainly. There is no denying the fact that God comes true in His own time. He makes all things beautiful. This month is a month of fulfillment. This month is the month of fulfillment. So there might be things and situations and circumstances that don't look like they are, that's not how I planned it. Oh, well, perhaps it's the word I that is the problem. 
perhaps the word I, not how I planned it, is the problem. Commit your ways unto the Lord, and he shall make straight your paths. Quoting from the book of Proverbs. Sorry, by the way, if, you don't, if you're not used to this, I'll do this a bit. I just, I'll join the dots. You're used to that, don't you? Because you're wondering where I started from and where I'm going. But I'll join the dots. At the end of the day, we'll join the dots. And if we, if, we don't, if we run out of time as well, it's okay. Because I praise the Lord. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of side talk today. <laughs> praise the Lord. As long as it's the side, not the back. It's the back that is the problem. <laughs> praise the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I said, God is faithful. So there are times when we lean on our own understanding. And because we lean on our own understanding, we wonder why things are not working the way we planned it. But in reality, it doesn't matter how we planned it. If we are, or if we have faith and believe in the Lord God Almighty, we need to seek in what ways He planned it. And at times we might not hear directions from God, but we need to trust in the Father that He never fails. And what He says He will do, He will do. There is a part for us to play. The part that we need to play is the path of faithfulness. One of the key scriptures this month for us in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, reading from verse 11. That scripture says, Come up, verse 11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty. What word, what is this word likened to? The Bible says in verse 8, as the rain comes from the heavens and the snow and causes the, uh, and waters the earth. You know, it's impossible to pour water for the rain to come down and for water not to water the earth. You know that, don't you? I mean, it's certain. When, when water pours on the, on, on the soil, it needs to soak in. It will soak in. There's, it, it would soak in. Actually, what's amazing for, for those of us who are in construction as well, you could even have concrete. Somehow that water would still... It's, it's interesting, isn't it? It will get absorbed. But in this instance, it says... However, not only will the rain come down from heaven, it would water the earth, it will make it bud and flourish. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Say, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. God's word would not return to empty in your life. God's word in this month of fulfillment shall accomplish that which God has desired and purposed for it in your life. You need to be assured of that. See, there's confidence, there's knowing, and there's knowing. You're wondering what, what I've just said. There's knowing and there's knowing. And it's not just head knowledge. It's knowing that you know that you know that you know that God is not a man that he should lie. The enemy's plan for us is to doubt God. Actually, the devil doesn't do more than that, just to suggest. Think about it. We know the account and the story so well. Has God not said? That's what the devil said to Eve. And before someone starts blaming all the women... What was the man doing? Where was he when the devil was messing around? If he was doing what he was meant to be doing, Eve would not be on her own. Absentee fathers. So those men that are absentee fathers, not by circumstance now, praise the Lord, not by circumstance. 
Because there are some situations and circumstances. Even then, your heart and your mind will be there. You'll be watching over them like a hawk in prayer, in intercession. You just don't disappear and reappear like a submarine. So, Adam decided to go on a stroll. And the devil simply said, has God not said? How many people remember that there were two trees in the midst of the garden? There was only one. So the enemy just takes time to divert our attention from what God has purposed and suggests. And the battlefield is a mind. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. What we allow to go into this would have an impact on what we get out. The truth is most of us spend more time listening to the news than we listen to God. The truth is most of us spend more time, I don't know if they still do this home and away. Do they still do home and away? I knew some people would know. And they still do neighbors. Uh, yeah, you see? What's dynasty? Don't date me now. Praise the Lord. Some don't miss episodes, what I call entertainment. And the things we know are the, in life are the things... In fact, some people... There was, there was this years ago. There was this, there was this horrible... No, not horrible. There was this series. I think it was something in Texas. It was set in Texas. I can't remember. This ER or something or JR. Um, you know, it's not Dynasty. It's Dallas. You see, Pastor Sidney, um, it was Dallas. That's why I said Texas. Praise the Lord. Now, the, there was a character in that program years, I'm talking years ago now, years and years, I'm talking a few years ago. But there was a character in that program that was, that people loved to, the people, everybody started to hate him because of the role he was playing in there. So much so, so much so, that when they were, they were acting that he was going to be shot, and people replaced the bullet for a live bullet. There was a situation where this man that used to, I think Christopher, whatever, that used to play Dracula. He will go into a, he will go into a restaurant and people will run out because of the part he was playing. People had started to believe that indeed he was acting, wasn't he? And now think about it. Think about the power and the impact of what we see and what it does to us. That's why the Bible says this book of the law should not depart. Because if we allow the word of God to take center place in our life, you begin to receive the seed things that you begin to receive, the word of God begins to germinate, begins to take root, and then you begin to see the fulfillment, because that is the word that will take root, it will cause the earth, your life to flourish and to bud. Joshua chapter 1 verse says, says, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do all that is written in it, then you will be prosperous. So if we're not prosperous, let's ask ourselves what we're sowing. And I'm not talking about being a billionaire. Not all of us will be billionaires. Some of us will be. Praise the Lord. Some of us will be, but not all of us will be. But you know the beauty of all of this, the Bible says there was none that had lack in the church. My God shall supply all your needs. Not once. Ah. Ooh. Okay. 
How many times do you go out and buy what you want, not what you need? I was tempted yesterday. I went into a store and I, and I saw this shirt and I liked it. And I stood on the queue and I asked myself, do I need this or I want it? Could I afford it? Yes, I could. But then I actually queued up and I thought to myself, you know what? I don't need this. I want it. Now, it did, I'll, I'll tell you the end of the story was that I walked away from the queue. But that was partly because the queue was long and I was thinking to myself... No, hold on, hold on. And I thought, it was a long queue. I stood there for about five minutes and I thought, hold on, is this the best use of my time? No, I'm I'm being very, hey, confession. Is this the best use of my time? In any case, I want this thing. I don't need it. I was there. And guess what? It was also on sale. So there was every reason... To buy it, to say it was reduced, half price, it was whatever. After all, it's a shirt. Men never get wrong, go wrong with shirts. If you don't need it, if you don't use it now, you use it. Praise the Lord. It might seem like a very small illustration. It's not the price of it, but at times the value of what we place on different things and at different times. But how often can we resist that? How can, how can we deny ourselves? I just decided to deny myself. And it's called, some, sometimes people call it delayed gratification, isn't it? You just ask yourself, actually, you know what? I can do without this. But it's all a symptom of tiny, tiny things in our lives. And it's all a bit, because would that make a difference? Well, actually, I felt good when I walked out. That I could actually resist. It was self. For me, it's just discipline. I, I always say this to people. The, I mean, when there's a sale, it's not for you. Do you know that, don't you? It's for the company. You know that, don't you? When they do sales... It's not because they're being overly generous. It's because they need to get rid of the stock. Actually, it costs them a bit more to store the stock in the warehouse than it is to give it to you. So any amount they collect from you is a bonus. Because they've paid for those goods anyway. You know that? Okay. We've cleared that bit. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Second Samuel. You see, I haven't even started ministering this morning. What about the <laughs> Praise the Lord. That was all a preamble. But this is the month of fulfillment. We shall be fulfilled. In the book of Second Samuel chapter 4, the Bible says in verse 4, Jonathan, son of Saul had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled. But she hurried to leave. He fell and became crippled. Say to your neighbor, he became crippled. So he was not born crippled, he became crippled. And his name was Mephibosheth. His name was Mephibosheth. His name was Mephibosheth. Now, some people are just hearing, they've never seen that word before. And this portion of scripture, you probably have not read it before. But I'm sure that today, by the time we finish, you would want to identify with Mephibosheth. Not identify with the situation of being crippled, because this was a circumstance that he did not bring upon himself. This is the situation he found himself in. Someone painted a picture. Now, if we, did, if we just step back slightly here, 
We know the story and the account, a number of us would know that right from Sunday school. We know that there was a time when Saul did not do what God asked him to do. And because he didn't do what God asked him to do, God said, well, I've rejected Saul as king. Now, Saul had a son, Jonathan. And Jonathan had a friend called David. And David and Jonathan were very good friends. They were what we call buddies. One was a prince by birth. The other was a prince by calling. (laughs) Praise the Lord. One was a prince by birth. The other was a prince by calling. You know, I started earlier on. When I say I dance around a bit, I started earlier on by saying that we are Jews because we have been called Jews in Christ Jesus. David was not born into royalty, but he became royalty by calling because God saw his heart. He responded to God's call. In fact, when the prophet Samuel went to his father's house and they were looking for all, he said, there's a king in this house. There's royalty in this house. And they said, and, and, and Jesse brought all the sons. They forgot David because he was tending the sheep. But someone said, we ain't sitting down because none of these ones, they look lanky, they look nice, they look unique, they are strong. But none of these ones, and I am not sitting until he comes. That ruddy shepherd boy. When it is time for God to set you apart, they will not sit. It's God's calling. What did David do to deserve it? Grace. And that's why the Bible says, till now, it says, there was a man, David is a man after God's own heart. There was something about David. There was something special about David that God saw that was called faithfulness. He did his part. That's why when he confronted the man Goliath, he said, when I'm tending the sheep of my father, a lion will come and I will just... But there was something else revealing in that encounter. He said, who is this man that defies the armies of the living God? Because Goliath kept on saying, aren't you servants of Saul? That's what the enemy wants you to do on a daily basis. The devil wants to suggest to you that you will make it happen. By your own efforts, it would happen. This is a month of fulfillment. You have to do this. You have to do that. Because he knows that when you continue to rely on your strength, on your ability, you ain't going to make it. Because it's not in you. Now, I'm not saying hard work. There isn't a role for hard work. But it is our confidence in God. There are different ways. I mean, I can set out from here and there are different ways in which I could get to New Cross Gate. There are different routes to get there. But it is for me to, someone would say that we did pray about that. But there are situations that come, Lord, where would I rather go? I mean, there are times you take, you go on the main road, if you're driving, it might take you 15 minutes because there's something wrong there. And then there are other days you go around the back and you go through Ludwig Mews and that area. Because, but it is only by asking for direction. Now, it is important that we commit our ways unto the Lord and he will make straight our path. The problem with most of us is that we commit our ways to the Lord and we don't wait for God to respond. And we jump out. Now, please be careful. At times, some of us get into the valley of indecision and say, I have not heard God. I don't know how many people sat down last night before they ate dinner and said, God, what would I eat today? What should I eat? Is it rice? Or is it pounded yam? You shouldn't anyway. At night. (laughs) Or should I just have some salad? Or should I? Now, Lord, speak to me. You would have been a lot of people would have been fasting till this morning. Praise the Lord. There are sometimes you need to make a decision because they don't matter. But there are things and situations in life. But this young boy, this circumstance that came upon him was that. Because God said concerning Jonathan and concerning Saul, because of the sins of Saul, that Saul would die. And he did. He did die in battle. And the day that they heard the news about 
Saul's death and Jonathan's death in battle, the nurse picked him up and this boy, the grandson of Saul, was picked up. The boy that, was, that, that lived and he, he was walking, he was dropped and he became crippled. His situation seemed hopeless, isn't it? Not only is his grandfather, the king of Israel, dead. His father, the prince, was dead. Now he had become crippled. No hope. It seems hopeless. A hopeless situation, isn't it? I don't know what circumstance look like hopelessness in your life. But you might identify with this. Because it didn't come upon you. You were going your own way, JJ. What language is that? From Pastor Sydney's language. The Jewish language. Gentile's language. So this young boy had been kept away and he had just went away. And we don't hear much about him from the age of five. And in Second Samuel chapter 9, all of a sudden, King David on the throne said, in verse 1, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? You know, there was this man called King um, Zexex? Zexes. Zexes. In the book of Esther. And there was this young, uh, there, was, there was this man called Haman. Wasn't there? And there was this other man called Mordecai. And there was a young girl called Esther. And there was this man called Haman who decided he wanted to terminate the life of all the Jews. But he had a special plan for one man called Mordecai. And he had a gallows built. And he went and the morning he had that built because he said this Mordecai man would not bow. And all night he had it built and he went the following morning he said I am going to go to meet the king to ask for the life of Mordecai to be hanged. But the night before the king could not sleep. And God caused and took away sleep and he asked that all the annals of the records be brought to him. And they started reading and they came across this man called Mordecai. And they said, this man had reported something years ago. Has anything been done? Has anything been done to reward this man for his loyalty? Now bearing in mind that the night, that same day before, Haman had decided, he had purposed that I will ask the king for the life of Mordecai. The same night, God deprived the king of sleep because of Mordecai. He could not sleep. And not just that he could not sleep. He asked to be brought to him records. And he said, there was this man who revealed a plot to kill me. What have we done? said nothing. Who is in the major? Who's, who's coming in there? Who's coming? It was Haman coming in. He said, Haman, what shall be done to the man in whom the Lord has, uh, in whom the king has pleasure? Ah! Haman thought to himself, wow. <laughs> Who else does the king want to honor in this land if not pride? said, have this man dressed royal, a robe that the king has worn, a horse that the king has ridden, and have one of the major henchmen of the king lead him through and say, this is a man in whom the king has 
said, there is no other person that can carry out this plan but you. Go and carry it out for Mordecai. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Now, listen, listen. I went through that direction because in Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1, David asked, is there anyone still left in the house of Jonathan? Because when it's time for God to show you favor, nothing will stop it. When it's time for your fulfillment, nothing will stop it. You have a role to remain faithful. Nothing will stop because God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is it the son of man that he will change his mind. The Bible says, cast not all your cares upon him. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Do not be anxious about anything. The problem is that we are usually anxious. That's what the enemy wants us to do. I'm guilty of it as well. And that's why you need to spend time in the Word of God. Because whenever anxiety sets in, I've got a solution. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you meditate on it day and night. Someone says, but I'm reading it. It doesn't make sense. Read it anyway. It's okay to read one verse two times. Read it three times. Read it four times. Read it five times. You don't, if you don't, someone says, but I don't understand the deep. Stop looking for deep meaning. Read it. Because when it's time, God will cause that which is sown to bring forth and bud. It will flourish. When the seed goes in, it's not the same day that it germinates. The law of farming says sowing and reaping. It, what you sow, you would certainly reap. As long as we remain faithful. There's no farmer that just goes and sows the seed and walks away. There's a time to cultivate, to make sure you tend. Because if you don't tend it, weeds will come, it will choke it. So the farmer knows to make sure they clear the weeds. They know to inspect. They know to check. They know to put fertilizer. They know when to... Because if you don't, if you don't look after the word of God in your life... Create the environment that will cause the word of God to take root in you. And that's by having confidence. So in the book of Second Samuel chapter 9 verse 1, it says, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? If you go back home, please read. One of the key reasons why he wanted to do that, or why he needed to do that, was because he had a covenant with Jonathan. He had a covenant with Jonathan. He promised Jonathan that, Jonathan, I'll show kindness to you. It was remarkable. The prince by birth recognized the, the prince by calling. And he submitted in his lifetime, he submitted to the calling upon the life of David. It's unique. So much so that his father said, are you mad? Actually, Saul said to Jonathan, is something wrong with you, Jonathan? You are siding with my enemy, David. You have chosen to... The person who would deny you of the throne, you are siding with him. Nevertheless, Jonathan did not break ranks. He recognized. He recognized. Jonathan was a prince. If he had allowed pride to come in him, if he had allowed... Ah, my father is... His father almost... Killed him because of his support for David. I don't know what the situation and circumstance that you are going through. But as long as you remain faithful to the Lord God Almighty, He will come good for you. He's not a man that He should lie. This is a month of fulfillment. It may seem like long, but the Bible says that a thousand days are like but. It only seemed like yesterday. See, when I said oh, during the week, Apostle was anointing and I was seeing people coming, it was like, ah, it wasn't just yesterday. I've got news for you. I still feel like I'm 20 years old. But that's all in the mind. But it's lovely to, be, to do that in the mind. You see, at times I look in the mirror and I don't recognize this man. 
Say, ah, but this is not the same man. But all the same, I can still do some running. So from time to time, I show the children that I can run. It's true, we do some running. Praise the Lord. Even though I know there's a limit to it, but uh, our God is good. And in verse 2 of that says, Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They called him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? Your servant, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Machai, or Machi, son of Amiel in Lodeba. So King David had him brought from Lodaba to the house of Ma- from the house of Machir, Ma- Ma- son of Amiel. Then Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David. He bowed down to pay him honor. Now, can you imagine? Just uh, we've read a few verses there very very quickly, but can you imagine the fear and the terror that would have gone through the mind of Mephibosheth when he was told that David was calling for him? No, can you? Do you think he knew why David was calling him? He was not party to that fact that David had said, "There's someone I want to show kindness." He didn't hear that, so he would have heard because he must have been keeping low. You know that? Because he was of the house of Saul. And David was the king. What is the guarantee that David does not want to exterminate and take revenge? He might have heard stories that David and his father were friends. He must have heard it. That Jonathan, the people would have known. Yet he did not go asking and seeking David, looking for favor. Who do you know? He could have said, after all, my father was, he kept low, low key. So someone was looking after him. He was crippled, by the way. So he couldn't even look after himself. He was being looked after. I would say he was in a situation that was hopeless. And he had no inkling of what was coming. So when he was called for, there must have been fear. Why I'm living my life quite what have I done? So you must have bowed down and you're asking me why did I why did I conclude that? The Bible says David said in verse seven, Do not be afraid. Okay, you now see what I'm saying. Verse seven. Verse seven says David said is this frozen? Do not be afraid, David said to him. So the reason David must have started by saying, do not be afraid, was that when Mephibosheth came and bowed down, he must have been quaking with fear that, hey, my life is gone, it's finished. I am done for now. I've been living quietly, hiding my head, and now the king has called for me. He has remembered now that he wants to wipe out the house of Saul. Otherwise, why would David start by saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belongs to your grandfather, Saul. And you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should make take notice a dead dog like me? When I was painting that picture earlier on, some people were wondering where did he get that from. I believe sincerely that that was the situation at the time. He, he did not consider himself worthy. I don't know what situation you are in right now. You might consider yourself unworthy of God's grace. It might be 
an error of the past that the enemy will bang your head about. Because the enemy still reminds you of that sin that you committed 20 years ago. And that has become the barrier despite the fact that you are, that was even before you became a Christian. And someone would, would, would come and lie to you and say that you need deliverance from... And some would say, actually, it's a generational curse. And they would say, actually, you see, Saul... Can you imagine? If this was, it was in this day and age, someone would say to Mephibosheth that it was your father, Saul. It was a curse in your family. You need deliverance. Praise the Lord. Jesus said to the man that was born blind, said, why? They said, why was this man blind? He said that the word, that the word of the Lord might be made manifest. That's why blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing in Jericho. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I said, keep, keep, keep. why do you think he has come for people like you? Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped in his track. What was it that made the difference? Because he called on the God of covenant and said, Jesus, thou son of David. Blind Bartimaeus understood covenant. David understood he had a covenant with Jonathan. And when it was time for Mephibosheth to be brought from a crippled state, to be restored into a place of glory, God caused it to come into the heart of the said, Who can I show kindness? In this month of fulfillment, men will show you kindness. In this month of fulfillment, you will experience God's favor. God's divine favor. Because he said it. Not because of what you have done. Because at times we try to make things happen. That's the challenge. We try to work things out ourselves. And we wonder why they don't work out. Yes, because you are doing the walking. King Nebuchadnezzar understood that. That's why he said, I, I had a dream. And the dream I had. Um, wise men, you have to tell me the dream I had and then tell me the interpretation. Wait, wait, King, hold on. Nobody has ever asked any wise man. Is that, yeah, that's why I'm asking it. There's always a first time. Because I am certain that if I tell you what my dream is, you will tell me what the interpretation But there's no guarantee that you know the interpretation if you don't know the dream. And that's why some young men led by Daniel said, actually, he's, he's right. And there's a God in heaven that reveals the dreams of kings. Stop going around telling people your dream. And I'm not saying that in terms of the dream of your vision. I'm talking using the dream of, I dreamt this, tell me the interpretation. Ask the God that gave you the dream to interpret it. And in any case, if God needed someone to interpret it for you, you would not, some, the man of God or someone will come and say, someone had this dream tonight and this is the interpretation. Then you would know that's of God. But if you go to a man of God and say, I had this dream, please interpret it, you will get the interpretation. They will. <laughs> Thank God that doesn't happen in Christ's tabernacle. In fact, before you get interpretation of dreams in other places, you have to bring a, the offering for, for the prophets. Our God is awesome. So Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should take notice of a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba. Saul's servant and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, Your servants will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, or Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table and he was crippled in both feet. 
The physical limitations that Mephibosheth had did not stop the blessings of God. Your physical limitations would not stop God's blessing. Yes, you should have done you should have done the BSCs years ago. It doesn't matter. It doesn't stop God's blessing. Because there's never a time too late. God doesn't come too late. God comes on time. Because the Bible says he makes all things beautiful in his time. In this month of fulfillment, the Lord will cause his word in your life to take heed, to board and to bring forth increase. Because this is the month of fulfillment, the situations that surround you, that seem like hopelessness, God will bring it to pass that it shall be turned around. Situations will be turned around in your life because this is the month of fulfillment. Those situations and circumstances will be turned around because this is the month of fulfillment. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ. God is faithful. Can I invite us to please rise this morning? Let's begin to exalt and give God praise this morning and thank Him for His faithfulness. Let's ask God and thank Him for His faithfulness and for His goodness. Let's thank Him because the circumstances and situations where we are in at the moment, God is faithful. Our God is an awesome God. Ask this morning that the Lord will fulfill His words and promises concerning you. This is a month of fulfillment. Ask that the Lord will fulfill His words and His promises concerning you. Ask that the Lord will fulfill His words and His promises concerning you. For God is not a man that He should lie. God is not the Son of Man that He will change His mind. The things that we read of in the Word of God are written for us as examples. To show us of God and to describe to us God's faithfulness. And because God is faithful and His, His Word never, never, never falls to the ground. Because His Word will fulfill that which He has planned and purposed. We have confidence. The songwriter said, Our confidence is in the Lord, the source of our salvation. Father, we give you praise and we thank you. In Jesus' name. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We appreciate you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. We appreciate you, Lord, for your loving kindness. Lord, we thank you for your word concerning us. Thank you, Lord, for this month of fulfillment. Thank you, Lord, because your words concerning us will be fulfilled. Thank you, Lord, because hopeless situations shall be turned around. Lord, even when circumstances seem like they've crippled us, Father, we know that you will show yourself mighty. When the situation turned around for the children of Israel and they were hemmed in by the Red Sea on one side and wilderness by the other and the Pharaoh and his army on the other pursuing them, you made a way in the Red Sea. You caused the children of Israel to cross on dry ground. So, Father God, whatever situation is surrounding your children this morning, whatever the circumstance is, make a way. Make a way, Lord. The situation confronting some is their health. You have said, Lord, that by the stripes of Jesus we are made whole. I speak this morning 
in you, Lord, and I declare healing to every single sickness in the name of Jesus. Sickness of the blood, sickness or diseases of the organ, malfunctioning of one organ or the other, in any life, in any human being, in any member of Christ's faith tabernacle here today, in any member of Christ's faith tabernacle that we are associated with, members of our family, today we ask for your healing power to be made manifest in the name of Jesus. Every cancerous cell we cause it to die in the name of Jesus. We ask Lord God for fresh new kidneys, replacement of kidneys, the healing of kidneys. We ask Lord for liver, Father God, to be corrected. We ask Lord God for, for bone marrow to be changed. We ask Lord God for a time, Lord God, of complete healing. Sicknesses and diseases concerning the bones, concerning the joints of the body, concerning the spine, concerning the, the, the brain, any form of sickness or disease, Lord. I speak this morning. Because you have said, Lord, that we should call upon you and you would answer us. So I call upon you this morning on behalf of your children and I ask, Lord, for your healing power to be made manifest in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have promised to surround us with your favor as a shield. As many as have interviews this week, Lord, we ask for your favor. Interviews for promotion, interviews for jobs, we ask for your favor. Interviews to determine their circumstance and their situation. Some have been going round in circles because of confusion. I speak direction this week in the name of Jesus. The spirit of confusion, we break it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For this morning, Father, you reminded us that even when circumstances come to cripple us, you show kindness in your time. This is our season of fulfillment. Thank you, Father. From Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give a hand to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take our seat.